to see if she could get in. And this is probably the interesting vote here. So towards the end, 600 votes disappeared off the candidate, which was pointed out. This is where it came from. So you had a Uriel Dutch Gunner backless Dr. Spot Ibeast um, candidate. So as Uriel got um, knocked out, Dutch Gunner was already gone. Backlist was gone as well. Dr. Spot was gone. And this is where it said, oh, 600 votes went back to Ibeast, who was already elected, so they disappeared. And because he didn't have a sixth candidate, that's where that 600 went. If they had have had, say, Arcia there, Arcia could have made it and Mike would have missed out. Anyone got any more questions? I saw some weirdness here. So by the way, we're streaming a bit late here, um, going over this year's results with Ren, um, talking in stations. We were doing predictions last week, and now we're looking at results. And real quick, Ren, how close did you get on the predictions? I got nine of ten right. Um, the one I missed out on was Ibeast. I thought Phantomite was going to make it, um, but I did have Ibeast as likely as a potential um, op- ch- uh, difference there. Yeah, something of a weaker. I... Go ahead. Uh, where I did fall down was I did not predict how well Goons or Imperium uh, turned up. Um, and they turned up really well. And Brisk actually got in very easily where I thought it would be fairly close for him to get in. Right. And um, that is really one of the stories of the day was the the actual increase in strength of the Imperium vote. Is it? Yeah. So if you compare the votes from last year to this year, um, most of the Pappy alliances are relatively even and similar, where an Imperium had a big chunk uh, jump in votes. Uh, when you look at this, you can go, oh, Goblin's got only 1,700, Horde only voted 1,700 times, and Imperium voted 6,500. Uh, that's sort of not all that accurate. Uh, what has happened is Horde doesn't follow the 10 candidates as well as Imperium does. So mm-hmm. all the Imperium guys will follow those 10 candidates down the line. You get over 80% of the voters actually follow them all the way to 10, where Horde is a little bit more do as you want. So they'll follow six of these candidates or seven of these candidates. So that same voting pattern will appear again and again further down with just a slight variation. And the way this spreadsheet calculates it out, it doesn't spot those variations. It just says it's a different vote. So one way of looking at it overall is that uh, the Imperium has more disciplined voters as far as the ballot is concerned. Or is it that there's just more diversity in Pappy since it's multiple coalitions? Uh, I think the Imperium one, that's the way that they say it, uh, you can choose to use your freedom and by following exactly what we say is probably a very good piece of propaganda to say, do what we say. Or instructions. But yeah, or it's, instructions, it's but comedic. It's a very clever way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whereas Horde is probably, and the other Pappy alliances, like none of them actually, um, for example, Frat, I think followed their candidates very well, surprisingly, where Horde is a little bit more all over the place. Uh, Test is a little bit more all over the place as well. Um, PLNC followed it relatively reasonable, but Goon, oh, I'm sorry, Imperium is a significant step up in terms of following what they get told to do. Well, one thing that surprised me about Fraternity was if you looked at uh, their vote, it should have gone to Kenneth first and then to um, the Chinese player uh, Rich Richmond. And uh, it, it seemed like there was a segment that put Rich first before Kenneth, which so I thought was interesting. There was a f- so there was a few things that was going on there. Um, a bunch of people voted for Rich straight up, so he would have got those votes to begin with instead of Kenneth. Um, 
Rich got 250 votes in the first round where Kenneth got... Let me just check to make sure we get this right. Kenneth got almost 3,000, but that is split with NC and Peel as well. So a lot of it followed the go with Kenneth first. Like here you can see Kenneth Rich. So this is the main frat uh, voting block here where it goes Kenneth to Rich. But you'll also see down here there's a Gobbins to Rich to Progod to Kenneth one here, which is a bit of an interesting one. I'm not sure how this one came about or where it came from because none of the um, hmm. Winterco ballots that I saw had Gobbins as first. I wonder if it was a segment of Winter Coalition that's a that's a variation on Fraternity. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I've actually got industry tunes in uh, Winterco and I've got all their pings and that ballot specifically didn't come out for any ping that I saw. So hmm. it's quite interesting that it appeared and 270 people actually followed it. Again, that could be uh, one person with uh, 200... 300 accounts. That's what's tricky about this. Yeah, because it's a little it's a little bit weird because they took out um, Angry Mustache, I think. And yeah, it didn't quite follow it and Sido got moved around. So it looks like it was a corp or someone who said, go vote this way. Well, that's interesting uh, that Angry Mustache, who is uh, Imperium, uh, and Maldavius, who is... Uh, well, Maldavius actually was working with Fraternity, so that doesn't make... Uh, too big a shock, but Angry Mustache being in there is kind of interesting. Well, Angry Mustache was in the Winterco How to Vote, where this 270 doesn't have him in it at all. So hmm. potentially it is a hardcore frat guys decided to vote their own way and they didn't want to vote for Kenneth. But unless we actually see who voted who, we will never know. Okay, but uh, again, so Fraternity voted a little bit interestingly. Uh, some people voted for. Uh, was, was there a big fallout fall off from people who voted for Rich Richmond first? The votes that went to Kenneth, those are the ones that tell me that they switched the order. Uh, there wasn't any significant number of votes that went straight to Rich. Okay. Curious about that. Because we, we were thinking, like, is, is there, like, a, a national component to it or a racial component to it that might uh, be interesting? And I, I guess not significantly, no. Yeah, just looking down this, I'm down to like 20 votes and I'm still not finding Rich as the first candidate. So it looks like yeah. Rich actually did get a lot of support from the small gang community where it had a few voters instead of having a null block voting straight for him. Well. Rich Richmond, your thoughts? How how much, how many votes, how much of Kenneth's votes were from Winterco? Uh, a thousand, straight up. Plus this the other one, which was, yeah, so... A third of uh, Kenneth's first round preferences came straight from Winterco main ballot, and he would have got some more where people were slightly very varied from the main ballot. So over a third. Hmm. Well, and how much of Kenneth's votes came from NCPL? Well, the biggest PL one was five hundred and fifty or five hundred and twenty from uh, PL, and four forty from NC. So Winterco as a block was about the same as NCPL, roughly. See, this stuff's all very hard to work out because although we can see who got the top line number of votes, there was almost 40,000 votes. And this year we had 10,000 various different voting um, oh, wow. orders, if that makes sense. Yeah, so these are people who voted their own way, or at least with this account. Yeah, so you've got 47 candidates and you've got 10 slots. So it's almost like a lottery in terms of how many numbers of possible order possibilities you can have. So once you get over more than four or five, it's a bunch of people being told to vote the same way. Well, look at one person voting multiple times. multiple times, right? But look at this. Look at this strong high sec vote here. 
that potentially is 10,000. That might be overstating it, but you have a Jurius, non-Nullsec, you have Dutch yeah, Gunner, so you have looking, Mike Azaria, Azariah. the first column, number of votes. So this is one person went for Jurius, Dutch, Progod, Goblin, Styx, Winzed, Ricks, Angry, Mustache, Mike, and Rich Richmond. So this is one person voted that way. Or one like account. Some, some people take their three accounts and they mix them up into three different ways, but yeah. Yeah, so the other one that's interesting is a lot of people say, oh, Sicko, who's a high-sec alliance, don't vote very well. But a lot of, because Sicko is the biggest alliance in the game, but a lot of people have um, secondary characters in Sicko because they need to do, like, you're more likely to have a secondary character in Sicko to do high-sec stuff than you are to have a secondary character to do null-sec stuff because you want a high-sec trader or whatever. Um and what happens, and I think has happened, is you get to vote one per account, not one per character. So if you've got a character that's in high second and sicko, but you've got a main in, say, fraternity, you're going to vote more likely with fraternity than you are going to vote with um, sicko. Mm -hmm. You get to choose per character or per, per account, not per character. So when you start matching number of characters in alliances compared to how many votes they get, I think sicko gets an unfair... Uh, look in to say, oh, they got all these people, but they don't vote. A lot of them, I think, you'll find are alts. Ren, do you want to share this um, spreadsheet, or do you want to keep it to yourself? Uh, this is Suetonius' spreadsheet. Can I get a listing to it, or yeah, I'll put it in chat. Just out of curiosity, why would you need a? Why would you need your high sec alt in SQL? It's just um, a alliance that can't be war decked, so it's just convenient. Uh, no other particular benefit or something. They're very good at spamming. Please join us. <laughs> they have structures, and it makes for a good cover story later if you want to use it as a spy. Well. what? Okay, so the uh, the big takeaways here are a bit of improvement over last year. A lot less than I thought. The improvement was only 2,000, or just, just under 2,000 new votes. And a lot of those were goons. Oh, sorry. Goon Swarm and Imperium. Yeah, I don't think anybody would mind, but Imperium's more correct. But I think we all know. I've, I've been yelled at, so I've got to make sure I get it right. Oh, okay. Well, be, be accurate then. Um, what do you think of the... What was interesting to me about this election, Goonswarm's going to do uh, what they've done in the last three or four elections, which is turn out the vote, give a proper 1 to 10 list, and they did that. But what was new this year was the amount of strategic voting that was happening on the Pappy side because they had so many different coalitions individually. I think there was a, I think there was a lot of talk, which was um, organization, which amounted to nothing. Because if you actually look at who got in compared to last year, the only change from the Pappy side was instead of Maria getting in, Progod got in. Right. Um, so they were basically just as effective as they were last year. And the two wild cards, or three wild cards, well, let's say Mike isn't a wild card because he got in last year pretty much on his own merits, got in this year on his own merits. I think that's fair to say. Um, but the, it, it's interesting. This looks a lot like, because the last two, this looks like a lot like last year because the last two spots were streamers and PvP uh, mid-gang. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I just lost my train of thought, sorry. And let me, let me finish this thought. Last year, you had a Phantomite and you had a Torvald that got in, which is basically mid-range or mid-size PvP and uh, streamer uh, PvP. So, when I did my original spreadsheet, 
um, I actually posted it to a few people and I asked, oh, what do you think? What do you think? All that sort of stuff. And I got some feedback and I changed how I did it. And I posted it a few more times and I got some feedback and we changed it. And then we brought it onto Talking In Stations and we posted it. And we, I actually got quite a few feedback. And the one person, a lot of people turned around and said, oh, you're underestimating is Suetonia. So I've actually had seven or eight people personally messaging me saying, Suetonia is underestimated, Suetonia is underestimated. Yeah. And to me, when someone, you start getting like seven people going, Suetonia is underestimated and maybe one or two going somewhere else, you start going, okay, maybe Suetonia has a reasonable chance. And that definitely followed through. So I liked how we did it and we came up with these predictions where it wasn't just me going, oh, this is what's going to happen. There was a lot of a group effort. So I didn't have Mike Azarada for getting in love first at all this year. But Abby turned around and said, no, Mike's going to get in for this, this, and this reason. <laughs> Abby was completely Abby. correct. Go, Abby. So I like this conversation. I think talking in stations especially, we had this conversation multiple times. And although my name is on this, it was a group effort. And because people were positive and wanted to help and improve the conversation, we actually got to a very good spot where we picked almost all the candidates correctly. What goes my mind is the continuous inability of wormholes to get their own guy in. Just every year. How, the same how, does thing. That, how does that blow your mind? One moment. How does that blow your mind? Consi- you consider, you... consider the wormhole space is oh. at maximum about 3,000 people. Real, real quick, and Teddy. Real quick, Teddy. It's, Teddy it's, is. It's just one second, Teddy. Yes. Teddy is a wormhole uh, uh, player himself and ran for CSM and did very well uh, on this election. So go ahead, Teddy. Sorry. It doesn't really matter. Like, you have entire Norsec alliances getting three people in and we can't get one in as an entire community because we're so small. Uh, and then everyone's and then everyone's like, nah, why doesn't Wormhole Space get anyone in? Like because we're small, we're an I underrepresented would, place. I would highly disagree with that statement. So last year, for example, I haven't done the numbers this year, but last year Nullsec had fifty percent of the votes and they got seventy percent of the candidates in. And the main reason for that is A, they voted all the way to 10, and B, they talked to each other and sorted each other out. If you look at the um, votes from last year, for example, just as um, Test was removing the non-invasion pack with Imperium, Imperium still had Villian Goblins on their list. So Imperium's still doing a deal with the enemy, going, we have to do a deal with the enemy to get uh, not, who we want not, in. Is that not weird to you guys that, like people that no. are actually fighting each other are going to sit there and agree, like, ah, oh, yes, let's backroom agree everything. They're, That's just they're, cringe. Can I chime in here? Yeah. I don't think they're they're cooperating in order to, you know, let's make Nasek better or something. I think it's just out of pure um, well, it's, self-interest. It's, no, it's, it's out of the each theoretical one need there. that they need to pack the CSM with no candidates. I don't think so. I think each side wants their candidate to be elected. and So the best way to ensure that is... Um, it's just a, like game theory. It's a classic. Just no. It's just, poli- it's just politic. It's just Nelson is playing the numbers to decide yeah, to be like, yes, let's get everyone that we can in instead yeah, of just Nullsec trying to is... represent our playstyle. So, in other words, Nelson is seeing the bigger picture and seeing that getting more people on is more important than arguing with each other. And wormholes are spending. Oh, too if you also look at the numbers arguing. from, if you also look at the numbers from last year, if you're talking about last year. The CSM election just happened after one of the biggest wormhole wars in history, when then when the, everyone was so divided that no one was going to vote for the other side's candidates. Like I don't know about you guys, but that's one of the major draws of wormhole space. 
is that I we don't all just sit here like holding hands after I we just had a slap. Quick, quick question will... here. Is, isn't Nullsec currently in like the biggest war ever? What, in when Kings? nothing, when literally nothing has happened, everyone's just sat repeat... outside of 1DQ. I will repeat that, that initial, oh sorry, Test basically declared war just before the CSM candidate last year and Imperium still put Test down. You've had the whole issue with the perimeter trading tower has still existed in throughout this entire war. And if you look at Reddit, for example, this war is as bitter as any war going around. Despite all these issues, Nullsec have realized that they still need to work together to improve the game, to improve what they want to <laughs> what play. Does and tell wormholes... you about the war? What does that yeah, tell you about the war? That it, it, it literally that is just, we want to fight. We want something no. to do, and we want to fight. Well, Mm, all right. Very short-sighted. Well, no, I, I don't know if that's the conclusion you no, can grab. It's, it's let me let me let me butt in here for a second, me. Teddy, if you don't mind. I just want to point out there's some interesting stuff that happened with this uh, wormhole vote. We saw a lot of votes that went from um, a wormhole candidate to Rick's Javix. I don't know if you noticed that. And then they yes, came. Those were my votes because he was on second on my ballot. Okay, so those because are he, because yeah. I was second on his. Okay, so that's what I was trying to figure out. And then those votes... Like we, do, we do talk to other people. Like, we don't just sit in wormhole space. So you did... Not many people want to, like, fly the wormhole or flag. Right. So he was second on your list. You were second on his. Your votes went to him. And then they went back to Mark, uh, who's a different wormhole candidate, after Rick's. And then after Mark fell out, they went to Mike Azariah, I all think. The, all, the Mike, all the Mike votes, or all the brave candidate votes... Because we had a lot of votes from Spoopy Newbies, I which see. is the Brave Wormhole Corps. So did you do some retail campaigning or politique with uh, making deals with uh, different groups that weren't NullSec related? Well, I mean, we have to because we don't have enough people to get on. Because no, a, a lot of people in Wormhole space don't vote because they're you so disillusioned with, one, with CCP that they just I, don't vote. Renz, what you're Wormholes have enough um, votes to get on easily. They just, like, put it this way. Wormholes can't agree to who should be best representing them, so no one represents them. They need to start agreeing to who's their best representation. Sutania effectively got on this year because of a lot of wormhole votes. Yeah, because he's a good streamer, he's a good PvPer, and he has an independent brain. Yeah, like, so instead that's of those people votes going... Vote like, no one's going to... No wormhole is going to go and vote for, like, Brisk or something. But all those votes, instead of going to a wormhole candidate, they went to Satonia instead, who is yeah, effectively Alter. Because there's been splits in the wormhole community where people well, just that's won't the wormhole community. That's like, the wormhole <laughs> community's problem. They've got to fix it up. They've got to sort out their differences and stop I talking mean, about what all this sounds. Separate. All this sounds like is just like the bigger guys in the playground being like, oh, why don't you guys just like do this? When, like, um, spoiler alert, it's kind of not possible. You can't get those What you're saying isn't possible is what Nullsec has been doing for years. Yeah, but it's not, though. It, it is. It's exactly what Nullsec's been doing. Nullsec, apart from this year, this year has been the first one where it hasn't. Oh, really? Nullsec sits and just sits there and just jacks each other off for the last oh, five oh, years. Oh, you're live on air, by the way. I hope you know. Uh, I should have said yeah, that earlier. Yeah, can I find them Go in the ground Mac. here? I think. Um, I think some of what he says is, I mean, so a lot of the knob blocks really play in a play style that's socially emphasized. So people care about this kind of stuff and they care about the sense of belonging. So I'm a goon, I'm, I'm a test, I'm a legacy, whatever. 
So let's elect our guy and let's elect uh, this guy and that guy. And then at the leadership level, sure, they cooperate. And I think it's out of self-interest. It's not of, you know, let's ensure six null people go into CSM. It's just out of, you know, like we both want our candidates in. So let's, why not? Uh, we are, why shouldn't we add our people in, in the, in the ballot? So in that sense, um, I think NALSEC has a great advantage, and that's not, not, not that's never going to be overcame. And in, but I would put wormholes like if I had to guess, and I, I didn't have uh, any information about it when I was CSM. But if I had to guess, I would put like ten to eight percent of uh, all Eve uh, by real players in, into wormholer category. I think that's Which is enough. enough to get elected. Put, I, I think that's enough to get elected. How many of those How many of those people are real people or just solo players in no, a wormhole? Hold on, Mecca. Teddy, Teddy, and then Vili. Go ahead. So you might count that entire number, but it's such a splintered and fractured group. There's not even a good way to find everyone because of the way wormholes were. You can't even just you can't just like take gates and go oh vote for Teddy. Like, there are some groups where you might not even find them for a year. Like, a lot of these groups are very insular, do mm-hmm. not interact with the community there, at all. I'm, I'm going to jump in front of, of Vili. Congratulations, Vili. Congratulations, Suetonia. You're both uh, CSM 16 now. They're both in this channel. Uh, before we go to them, can I ask Teddy a question about, uh, is there a difference in what wormholers can agree upon mechanically that would want them to say, no, I don't want the opposite wormholer to get on because I don't believe in what his changes are or what he would want. If you look at the praise Bob ballot and some of the ballots from the other wormholers, all of the other wormholers are on that ballot. And then if you look at the, um, the sort of standing points that all of us have ran on, they're all the same. It's mm. just whoever you prefer. Like we all told each other to go, like everyone that wanted to vote for us to go and vote for everyone else. And you can see that in the vote, that like a ton of my votes went to Mark. Because realistically, it was the only way that we can get enough like appeal to, the, to then contr- like concentrate it into one person. But you didn't concentrate it to one person, because Satonia got a whole heap of them, because Satonia was on the praise Bob thing. Okay. And Satonia got on. Right. Because you he's s- famous, right? So you need like you need a miracle to like unite all the world. It's, no, no, it's important to understand there's a difference between there's a difference between putting somebody else on your ballot and having that somebody else on your ballot in the proper position on that ballot. There is a massive difference between having somebody on your ballot on sixth position and having your ballot on the second position. In one of those right. positions there might be no value, in one of those positions there might be one hundred percent of the value. You know, that's curious. Ren, uh, did you sort out that whole six vote is worthless? What was the result of that when you had the discussion with Vinny? Anything past the six vote on the Pappy ballot was worthless. What about the... We were both right. Okay, you were both right. But what about regular... Okay, so uh, picture this for a moment. If you say it's a miracle, but how difficult of a miracle would it be to have, say, a wormhole group, the wormhole community and the small gang community just say, look, these are the 10 people who are independent and align with us. Put them in any kind of way you like, but put them on your ballot. They effectively did. And that's what got uh, Suetonia with a lot of votes to get in. Because effectively what they said is put Mark, Teddy, Suetonia, and two other guys, I can't remember who, in whatever order you want. As the other guys dropped out, Suetonia got the votes. So effectively, it wasn't the only reason Suetonia got in, 
but the wormhole vote went to Suetonia because of that. If they had to turn around and said, we want Mark first, we want Teddy second, and put it in an actual order like all the NullSec ones do, then potentially Mark or Teddy would have got in. But the problem is if, say, you have all these different wormhole groups and there was a hard knocks one, one I'm guessing they'd remove the hard knocks one because they wouldn't vote for him, and then this is what causes the issue. But you reference the Australian Prime Minister who got in with, like, just a really small number of votes because he and another guy just put each other on their supporting ballots. So the wormhole community should easily be able to pull out one candidate in a middle ground if they had a middle ground. They and effectively just, did, and the yeah, candidate was Suetonia. Well, he's, yeah, technically not a wormhole All candidate. Right, we, but he well, no, we, we, we put Suetonia on there because he is a decent PvPer. You can just explain mechanics to him if you need to. So so he, has an indep- he has an independent brain. Like he's not some like North follower. On your ballot, where was Suetonia positioned? Uh, I was sixth on the Fox Hollow ballot, right? I think it was Rick. I think, I think so. It was, fucking I was it was Teddy first, Rick second, then it was oh sorry, Mark second, maybe Rick's third, I can't he remember. He was sixth. He was sixth on the Fox Hollow ballot. I mean it's also important to remember perhaps the desired thing here is just like one less null person and one more wormholder, but what would have happened instead was like Mike not getting elected, so we would have to we would be discussing, you know, why there is no ISA candidate. So overall, it's just the numbers are not strong enough for independent candidates to you know steal one from the non-sex side. Because the selection is for four seats. The votes are there. Only 50% of the votes last year were for NullSec candidates. They got 70% of the candidates because they follow the candidate block and they vote in blocks. Yeah, it'd be interesting times. to see uh, see what would have happened if uh, iBeast I had a uh, second candidate on his one, right? Because there's 772 votes for iBeast with no other candidate there. Who, who, it's who, not just that. It's the one below as well. That's 675. So if the 772 and the 675, that's almost 1,500 votes that had no secondary backup. So once iBeast got in, anything extra disappeared. Who is iBeast? I have not heard of this person. Lucy Lou. Russian solo small gang streamer. Very Russian very streamer, point. Alliance tournament player, winner, actually, Alliance tournament winner. I'm just surprised because he seemed fairly low he, profile compared to... No, it's just it's just an English he's bias. He's very popular among yeah. the, the Russian player base. He's very high profile. Because one thing he doesn't Russian. do is he doesn't stream in English, right? He stays in Russian and he like he works his community, not anybody else's. Yeah, it's a bit. It's it, you know, it's a. But uh, let's look at that. Uh, I Beast, uh, who's Lucy Lou in the game. We were looking at that, uh, or actually, it was CCP was looking at it, saying a lot of support actually came from the English community. Yeah, I mean, he's also uh, like a lot, he's also like a really respected like solo PvP, small gang PvP, like the same kind of people who would vote for me would also probably have I Beast on their ballot. No, I did. Yeah. Um. Suetonia, Vili, uh, I think that's who we have in here. Uh, surprised? Feelings? What are you guys going through now? I was uh, I was uh, kind of surprised, I guess. I mean, I thought I had a pretty good shot. I didn't think I would, like, I wasn't, like, 100% sure I would get in. It was kind of spoiled for me. <laughs> it spoiled for me, though, with, like, 10 people messaging me congratulations at, like, <laughs> 3 o'clock. So I was like, what, what are they talking about? Oh, this that was the thing. That was... Um, no, it was it wasn't a purposeful leak, but uh, players were able to get the results before two hours before the presentation that we just saw. Getting told by CCP Swift that it was dummy data was really fun. Yeah, I think CCP Dopamine also said something be <laughs> as he started the stream about oh, if you've seen the result on Reddit, it might be slightly different. So I was like, oh, 
but what, it was exact as soon as we as soon as the first slide came up we actually like compared all of the votes and yeah, totals yeah. to the data that we got and it was like a hundred percent match and then we just knew it was over from that point like we knew what was the result was going to be it's too bad because it was dramatic at the end if you didn't know how it was already going to end Billy, yeah, you... I think it's really unfortunate, actually. Yeah, it's like, really unfortunate. Because Arcea, for example, was like hyper close. And, you know, yeah. It's always sad to see uh, people it's a heart... get that close but not make it. That's a heartbreak for TIS. Uh, you weren't sure you were going to get on. Yeah, so we played it pretty um, tight, I guess. Or we, we figured between Papa we had four, 4.5 votes worth of people, but we had to spread them out in you know an exact kind of way. And... We put a lot of work into kind of planning it out or whatever, but it was still going to be tight. And obviously it was tight. So there was a very real chance that, you know, either myself or ProGuard would not make it. Uh, And obviously as soon as one of us is eliminated, the other gets all those votes and then they make it. But uh, it it was just a possibility that we were definitely aware of. And I had put that chance at like 20 or 30%. Looks like our voting was pretty solid, which is good. So, you know, everything went went as planned, but it was definitely a risk. It just sounds to me like a huge risk for you and ProGod to chance it uh, like that. Yeah, but you, you got to appreciate that getting out of the CSM might not be, you know, not making it is sometimes as much a reward in some ways. Right. You know. I'm just thinking of the political climate with the war and everything and you guys uh, being uh, pretty much the target of a lot of the propaganda coming from the Imperium, and they're the target of your uh, propaganda as well, that it would be a risk to see all of them get on and you both don't get on. That just seems like a political Well, there was no way we both weren't going to get on. Gamble. Say. If, if I was eliminated, the program would pick up all my votes. If program was eliminated, I'd pick up all his votes, right? So e- either way, it was almost a certainty that one of us was going to make it. The also, reality was there was a very real chance that one of us wasn't going to make it, so. It's also, I think, it's in the end, it's helpful to divide votes so that the, the candidates do the middle section of the voting phase better uh, compared to a case where, you know, it's like more like Imperium where Willie is the first and the ProGod is the second. In that case, maybe ProGod might not have survived some of the earlier rounds. So I think that's, uh, that's advantageous for them to, you know, split the votes that way, even though they are... They they both remain the same uh, the last uh, to the last uh, round. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I mean, we we had a pretty good idea how many first round votes we would need to ensure somebody makes it to the final round, and you know it was just about splitting up where we think we thought we were going to get the votes. You know, analyzing last year's data from third party entities because third party entities generally don't vote anywhere near as strong for you as they do for their native groups, uh, and just trying to figure out you know how many third party vote or third party, you know, first votes are we going to get here? How many are we going to get there? Trying to make it all work. Now, Fraternity threw a big old wrench in the plans by putting uh, Rich Richmond way up at uh, near the top of their list. Ren, yeah, did, not ideal. Did you, yeah, that must, not ideal. <laughs> Ren, how did that play out? What would have happened if uh, Rich was in first place as opposed to second on the Fraternity ballot or the Winter Coalition? If he was first on the ballot, um, I'd need to do a lot more numbers to work it out 100% what would happen, but I suspect ProGod would have... Spot, speak up, please. Tell him. Say it. I've been... I've got the actual code for the ballot running, and I'm taking people out, moving people around to see what happened. And if, if, if Rich was number one, he makes it to 11th, but he does not win, and the end result is the same. 
But if Kenneth doesn't run at all, you get quite a wacky CSM. If if Kenneth is completely removed, you get Maldavius, Run USMC, Rich Richmond, Jurius Doctor, Uriel, Phantomite, Arcia, Micromancer, Suetonia, and Brisk. What? what? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't sound right. That sounds super weird. Inominate and Merkel are basically guaranteed they're never going to leave. Yeah, the there's something wrong Did with you say that. Micromancer? Hold on, do your maths again. This is terrible. Let me check it. There's no way Micromancer He was like seventh on the Imperium ticket. Bloody hell, Spawn. doing it. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. It's actually completely blocked like every ballot after like the Kenneth name or something. Like, It's like you removed every vote from Kenneth. I think that sounds like a wish list. for. Hold on. That's a wish list for disaster. No, that's the wish list that you imposed. Okay, I did it right this time. I did it right this time. If you got rid of Kenneth entirely, as if he as if he never run, never a single vote, you get Arsia instead, and that's the only change. That's right. Rich makes it to the Rich makes it to eleventh again. Oh, great! They're both they're both in TIS. Yeah. Hey, you guys did great. Rich did great. Teddy did really well. Uh, Spod, you did really well. You got into the high 700s. If, Very respectable. In my case, if, if both Uriel and Mike Azariah didn't, win, didn't run, I won. Where was Arcee? Arcee was 11th at the end. She just missed. But it was her and Mike yeah. Azariah competing for the last spot. Uh, behind yeah, I think Arcee needed like 200 more votes than it would have been Arcee instead of Mike. Mm-hmm. And we've seen cases of lots of votes falling off. Did you say 200? I thought it was like 30. No, it was like 200. No, it was 200. Was it 200? Yeah, and and there was a lot of votes that basically fell 250. away. 250. You know, not that they all would have gone to Arcia, but it's, it was relatively close, and there was a lot of uh, wasted votes because people didn't really put uh, people on at the end. My condolences to both Spot and Rich. I've voted for you both. Thank you. Well, thanks, bro. We'll see yeah. you next year. Spod, uh, well, did you learn anything from this uh, CSM attempt? Um, I learned that I'll go out there and say that I'm going to completely dunk it next year. All right. Uh, what have I learned this year? Improvement need, improvements need <laughs> to be made. He's interviewing himself. Go ahead, Rich. <laughs> Improvement need, improvements need to be made, and Norblock's very organized. And to simply oppose everything they do is not a good idea for a a promising candidate. But somebody who can find the middle ground would do far better. So I think Mika got on and he was like the anti-no guy, right? So I think the big takeaway is you need a lot of first-person votes, despite what we talk about needing to fill out all your votes and all that sort of stuff. You need a lot of first-person votes or first choices to get in because nine of the people who got in were in the top 10 of first votes. And the only one who wasn't in the top 10 was Innominate, who was second on the Imperium candidate. So that was by design. I, I think it's important to, to be clear, right? Like, if you can't put together, in my opinion, like 800 first... Uh, first ticket votes, you're almost never going to make it to the final 15 or so where all the real significant vote transfers start happening. Right. Um, Like that, that seems to that, like that's kind of been my like evaluation of the math of like where you kind of have to be. Like if you can't get 800, you're really going to struggle to make it to the rounds where uh, 
you know, all the vote transfers start kicking in and you can really appreciate the STV and have a chance to make it. Uh, you know, I, I know for the Pappy ticket, when we were kind of evaluating candidates for, you know, who down ballot was worth it, who could kind of, you know, make it that deep and receive those votes. You know, the thought was looking at Phantomite last year, he would probably be on the bubble. And this year he didn't have near as many first ballot or first position votes as he did last year, which is unfortunate and meant uh, he was lost before any passage could come to him. And then it was Arcea who we figured would have at least somewhat close from the Poshman vote. Unfortunately, the Poshman go got a little split between her and Maldavius, but um, and then the RP vote apparently didn't follow properly. I don't know. What uh, what did you think of Phantomite's performance? That there seemed to be some energy that went to Suetonia, maybe Ibeast as well, uh, but to other people. But he didn't do that I don't well. Know, those low seckers are weird people. Like, can I answer that one? Sure. I've been running the maths on that one. So, if Suetonia didn't run or was eliminated early, then uh, Phantomite won quite comfortably. Oh, so it's simply it's... they shared the vote between themselves, and it was a collaboration of one, either one or the other was going to get in, and the luck of the draw was that it was Suetonia instead of Phantomite. The other point with that is Suetonia was ninth candidate on the Imperium ticket this year, where last year it was Phantomite. So there was a lot of follow through there that got Suetonia over the line. Was there? Like Suetonia would have made it anyway, but he got a lot of votes coming through the Imperium ticket. Did that Do you want to have the same discussion again? Later. Did that did that put him so how many votes retro did Sorry. Say it again, retro louder. I was gonna say so then how many votes did Suetonia get off the Imperium ballot then? So on the last round, when you got Brisk Raval got elected, over a thousand votes went to Suetonia. So where was Brisk on the Imperium vote then? Because that would say that Brisk was down at eighth. Brisk was third. The candidate four, five, six, seven, and eight were already eliminated. So then that went to candidate nine. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's from the uh, uh, what's it the uh, the the initiative ballot too, right? Because I'm rank I'm fourth on that one, and Ibis is third. So it's yeah, quite a bit. So of, on uh, the initiative one, you got Brisk who was eliminated or elected, and Nominate who was elected, Ibis who was elected. So then Suetonia as the fourth candidate would have picked those up, but only 600 people voted that way, and over a thousand votes went from Brisk to, to Suetonia. So the ninth candidate does matter depending on your ballot. But that's so Vili was necessarily Imperium ticket, but ballots yes but would you I'd, I'd propose that if Suetonia wasn't ninth on the imperium ballot and phantomite was the people who didn't vote specifically the imperium ticket would have put phantomite down instead of Suetonia. like it happened last year the same thing that on the last round phantomite got a big chunk of votes from the ninth candidate from because it followed through and this year he didn't do it because he was eliminated already but it followed exactly what happened to last year so how many did Ibis get on the Imperium ballot then? He was already he didn't actually get any because he was candidate ten and he'd already been elected by that point. So they oh, didn't he go was past. on the he was on the initiative ballot though, right? And they had Brisk yeah. and nominate. So there was a bit of transfer there, I think, before he got elected. If you give me a second, I'll zoom up and see if I can find it. The, the main thing for Ibis, though, I think, is the uh, seventh ballot on that spreadsheet, the uh, the Uriel Paradisi one. Where he's last yeah. place because once all of those guys get eliminated, he basically gets all of that ballot. That was an interesting ballot. Or, yeah, that's probably the one that got him over the line very easily. But his getting in also made room for Suetonia to get in. I imagine even without that seven hundred vote block ballot, actually, I still wins. But that made room for Suetonia. I figure if I Beast goes in, right? Well, once I Beast is elected, yeah, then I start getting some like transfer from the leftover votes from the uh, Imperium and. 
initiative ballots. Surprised it's like 1,000, though. That's shocking to me. There's no Considering how uh, active the Imperium has been, like the way I'm looking at this CSM is, is you've got a lot of people who have came back to the game who have still got their accounts, you know, active, rolling over three, six, twelve month subscriptions. So they've looked at the CSM and gone, "These are the people that I recognise. These people are going to add to my ballot." So when you look at it, actually, so Brisk Rubal had forty eight hundred votes total at the end of which excess was 1,470. He received 1,490 from Innominate. So there was only 20 actual votes that got transferred off the Imperium ticket to Satoru. No, no, yes. that's not how it works. That is not how it works. So 1,500, 1500 basically went to Brisk, but Brisk is already over the limit, or just under the limit. Correct. So he then goes over, and of those 1,500, 1,000 of them continue down, because 500 were used to get Brisk in. No, fourteen hundred seventy were transferred down off of Brisk. So Brisk got fourteen hundred and seventy from Innominate, and then no, a thousand Brisk of those got votes. Fourteen hundred and ninety-nine from Innominate. Yep, and then of that, a thousand continued on to Satonia because Brisk got elected. Right, but those are not necessarily Imperium ballots, is my point. And actually, if we're doing the math, only two-thirds of those would be from Imperium ballots. So six hundred votes. So 600 votes went through Imperium. Yeah, yeah, that would be the easiest. Rough. Uh, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, so 600 no. votes. So 600 votes filtered through to the ninth candidate. Well, this this has all been interesting. The major takeaway is uh, from this is that the Imperium increased their vote. Maybe they have more accounts turned on or who knows what. By Did we have a number about how much? A thousand? Uh, Two thousand. But that's the increase in overall. So you were saying Pappy voted, yep. Pappy groups voted about the same as last year. Uh, Imperium increased by 2,000 votes, and I guess everybody else was more or less the same as last year. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Would it be different if we were uh, in a different phase of the war where, you know, Pappy was the more riled outside? Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll never know. I mean, right I mean now, even people who aren't logging in can probably log in to fill out a CSM ballot, right? Like, even the people who are playing World of Warcraft right now probably voted to the CSM, I imagine. I don't know. But it's, it's, I, what I meant is, like, we're in a stage of the war where, you know, things get got slower because there's, you know, a draw in, uh, in the fight over 1DQ constellation. So when, I, when we look at the numbers, it looks like Imperium activity has gone up because they're the defenders and they're like last man stand or they're doing the last stand kind of thing. Whereas Poppy was kind of like, is getting lower and lower in participation. So this is the phase of the war right now. I was wondering if that has any effects on whether Imperium had more votes. Well, if if that's clear, I don't also know. there's a tradition I think just from my own experience that uh, PL and NC aren't necessarily great voters. Uh, it could be the type of player, it could be the type of accounts that are at, on at any time. Um, maybe there's a cultural difference about players that actually socialize and stay online to hang out with each other, as opposed to ones that show up for uh, events or fights. Well, if you actually scroll down the spreadsheet a bunch, like what you'll find is there are a lot of there are a lot of PL voters and NC voters who still kind of vote for the same ballot, but they they mix up the order a little bit, or they, you know, put on like you know someone else onto the end or something like that. You'll you'll see a lot of uh, 
things that look almost exactly like the PL ballot, but there's just a few names switched around. So I think PL mm. and NC kind of do that a bit more. They're yeah. a little more swap yeah. out your favorites or whatever. Right. Call that, than goons call that who less, have like a strict. Yeah. Less disciplined, I guess. So I have a question. So of the people that, sorry, of the people that voted with nothing in their like empty slots, how many of votes were actually lost to empty slots overall? Thousands. There was over 2,000 votes. I think about 2,000, right? Wow. That's more than that. But there was over 2,000 votes by the last round, and then you had probably another 1,500 to 2,000 that hit exhausted in the last round. So would it make sense to change this voting process to have a mandatory priority list that you have to fill all 10? So you can no. The picture? You I don't, don't want to make people vote. You don't want people to vote for people they don't want. That's how you do end up with absolute chaos on a CSM because you will get ran- real random outliers who just by the look of the draw mm-hmm. get in. You'll get the spot ba- uh, ballot <laughs> results. No, you, you, you'll find the candidate whose name starts with A will get a lot of votes because they get the donkey vote. Well, it's sorted in a random order, right? Like when you try to vote. Anyway, let's get it let's get back to the re- let's get back to the reality of what we what we just saw, and then we'll wrap up. We've been going for a little while. Uh, we got ten more minutes. The other takeaway was besides the increase in voter, mostly from the Imperium, um, some interesting things that happened. Again, let's explore this. The wormholders were not able to coalesce around one candidate. They had three, and it looks like they split up pretty well. But eventually, the votes seemed to work their way back to. Interestingly, Rix Javix, and and then eventually ended up going through another wormholer, Mark, into uh, Mike Azariah. Oh, Mark was eliminated in twelfth, right? So they they almost got it there. And if Hard Knocks were would to play ball, then I'm sure they would get it, get him in. Was that on Hard Knocks not voting for him? Well, I don't know how much like voting power Hard Knocks has. I just know that like Hard Knocks and their kind of guys, they don't like th- that side of the wormhole community as far as i can tell yeah we heard it's from not like the wormhole yeah. community can't afford to buy some votes either <laughs> were, were votes for sale does anybody know oh yeah there were lots for sale they're always for sale two thousand votes were offered at one point to me did you go for it i think you secretly didn't want to win <laughs> what was the price on them um 100 mil maybe i can't remember yeah i mean per vote or for two thousand votes 100 mil per each yeah so it would have been two hundred bill, but that's not actually that that expensive when you that's, think that's about buying cheap. an election. That's cheap. Free trip to Iceland. Yeah, I mean when you look at the when you look at the ballots. Yeah, Omeka knows a little bit about this. No, I don't actually. <laughs> I don't know why people keep saying that. If you look at the ballot, it's I'm just throwing cheap. shade at you, bro. I'm, I mean, really, I get really annoyed. That's uh, because if you look at the ballot from CSM 14, I got enough votes just by like voters voting 10 times or less to even get in. So I don't know what what kind of uh, things people say, but I didn't like purchase anything. We had 400 vote- voters by ourselves between Marsh and I, and that's it. Anyway, so when you look at the ballot, when you look at the table on the stream, um, sometimes it's easy to spot like purchased votes. And that's what you could do for my year as well, if you think I uh, bought purchased votes. Uh, and it's like, yeah, the, the kind of lines that you cannot make sense, you know, if you ask well, whose ballot is this, and then you cannot find the corporation or organization, and it's always a, in a strict order, 
for example, line mm-hmm. seven there and right. line twenty-two, maybe right. So those are the kind of the things that those are the kind of uh, like votes that might be purchased. Like, I it think looks like there's not a lot in here. So although two thousand votes have been offered, maybe not a lot. Purchased this year. Yeah, I think line 22 actually is the Triglavian vote. Uh, they had like Maldavius and Brisk for some reason instead of the other guys. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah, I can tell. And then sl- the slot 7 one is actually just a skill farmer. I don't think he sold votes because I think Dr. Spod, you talked to him, right? Or he messaged you or something. I know how that happened and I'm not going to talk about it. But no, there was no money involved. Right. Yeah, but so this, it was just like a big skill farmer, not not like someone who sold so it's actually kind of surprising it doesn't look like there's any like high profile uh vote buying from what i can see i mean it might be like a little more hidden right where people buy like it in like 20 vote increments or something but... right so from what from what i'm looking at from like from the wormhole perspective i think what needs to happen is is the next csm comes around they need to gather intelligence on the the null block sort of who's on their uh, ballots and then work out who is most likely to work with them and get them onto their ballots in the fifth, sixth-ish positions, even if it's, you know, the Imperium, especially with the Imperium being basically, if it's not aligned to the Imperium, it's completely aligned away from anything else. If I was a wormholer, I'd follow Rich Richmond's idea this year of just going straight up to uh, Frat and saying, can you put me on and see what happens? Yeah, Frat legacy test. Uh, Imperium and just getting, hey, I'm against, I'm not for your enemies, I'm not against your enemies, but can you put me in a position that's sixth or so on your ballot? Yep, and see what happens. They might say yes, they might say no. But this looks like, this looks a lot like last year to me. Do you see a big difference, Billy? You were on both. In terms of voting? Yeah, in the composition of the CSM. Do you see any major changes here? No, I, I think the CSM is probably uh, a little bit weaker. We'll see. Uh, I mean, it's stronger in other elements, I guess. It's it, it'll be kind of interesting. I, I was hoping we'd get a little more, uh, like technical diversity this year, but it's uh, it's unfortunate we don't. So it's yeah, very, basically, very skewed towards. I, I I mean, you know, we, we have Pappy contributing, you know, to you know fleet combat, you know, specialists and an industry specialist and then you know kind of alliance leader level guy with Gobbins, and you know, Sutonia is going to be a good uh, like balance and fitting level specialist but past that it's like you know there's not there's no a wormhole of, like, there's no new real content. broad knowledge i guess you could say unfortunately what Who, kind of, would you what... have wanted on if any if there were say t- two more seats 12 members of the csm who would you who would you our number five on? and six probably so i think phantomite was a good low sec rep he wasn't always much like my arguments with olmeca as i'm sure he will attest we didn't always agree but that didn't mean he was a bad candidate um you know, he, he put in the work and he uh, and he fought for his causes, right? And who was your number six? I RC. Yes. The, so RC. the Poch, so Pochman and Losek, basically, right? Trying to Hello. So yeah. RC. Hello. So close. I'm the champion of the losers. No, you got well eleventh and you <laughs> yeah. were very competitive. Yeah, exactly. I was the top being of the on the losers. bubble for the most painful spot. Right. Nah, it's fine. I'm I can't be angry at it. I mean, imagine eliminating uh, Mike at the last round. Yeah, that's, I know. That's, that's bittersweet, right? No, I was really surprised that more of Uriel's votes didn't transfer. But he said um, it was there's some. He had a friend with like a lot of accounts. Um, Seven hundred sixty-five. I'm guessing. Sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, some something like that. And that's I wasn't on them, so that's 
that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have put you in seventh as opposed to eleventh. That we were looking at that earlier. Yeah, well, there's nine hundred plus aerial votes there in the top thirteen okay. uh, ballots, right? And not yeah, a I got nine hundred something first places, and I lasted till the end. I can't be upset. So we've got to. Uh rough up uh, Uriel to give that name up of the guy that uh, didn't transfer votes in your direction. But he did end up with I-Beast uh, votes going there, so I guess that went to somebody. The, the other uh, thing is, is it's not uncommon for the 11th place to get slotted into the CSM for different reasons. So yeah, that's true. Maybe? Yeah. Vili resignation, maybe? I feel like <laughs> no most origin. of the people there are veterans and it's unlikely, but with that being said, you know, CSM 14, we lost Gillis. So. Yeah. yeah. People cool. have lives. Things happen, right? Well, Vivi, there's how certainly much... always the possibility somebody gives me a call and I'm on a plane and gone tomorrow. So, yeah. How much shock was um, pa the Pappy Discord when Norhouse wanted to put me on number one of Fraternity Winterco's ballot? I think he got a few phone calls. I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> But what's interesting is the, the, the votes were to, not to pro-God, which I would have thought, they put Kenneth in front in the number yeah. one spot. Okay. Kenneth had to go first there because he didn't get enough support from NCPL to get in without having all sorts of other things. By putting mm. him first on the fraternity one, he ensured Kenneth was getting on. Yeah, I think right. that tells yes. you, they, they, hold on, I think they, that tells you whoever made those phone calls to uh, Noros wanted to make sure that Kenneth was in and higher priority than pro god. Kenneth would have gotten on. It's important to remember we we balanced our ticket selections by, by alliance, right? So we had PL voting Kenneth pro god, whatever, NC voting Kenneth pro god. Like we we had it all balanced, so everybody had enough first ballot votes to 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 ride, right? Mm -hmm. That's why there's so many weird happy tickets there. Yeah. So uh, overall, how did you feel the collusion went? I I, I love that word. I think it's super appropriate. With uh, Pappy, did it did it work out? Yeah, it worked out quite well. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, obviously we were hoping to get a third, but you know uh, we can't be upset at the result as it is. That would have been Ron USMC getting in there. Yeah, but as I said, like we we knew whoever like on the the bottom end of the ticket was going to have to get themselves like really they were going to have to carry themselves seventy five percent of the way there, right? We we could push. Phantomite or Arcia or Ron or whoever over, but they had to get that first, you know, 800 first ballot or first first election votes to begin with because we had none to, to really give at that point. I mean, I got 900 something first election, didn't get it. So. <laughs> I, I know, right? But uh, ho hopefully, the yeah, yeah, however that, many hundreds of that, votes got you very close, right? That was yeah, a I was big number. Yeah, that was, it was 250 short. But yeah. the first the first round votes, people who prioritized her in first place was gigantic. She was 12th in first round votes. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny because if you look at the table you've got on the, the screen right now, no, none of the ballots you know, with 90 people voting have RC on them, right? So it's, it's all the small person, uh, small yeah. people, small group support that was really carrying that ballot. And it's unfortunate to people see it. People from a lot that. of small groups. And I think that um, I actually got a lot of votes from Isaac. Yeah, that's uh, so Arcia's biggest block was sixty-one, just for Arcia. Yeah, that's amazing. So you really put that together, uh, like small donors, right? <laughs> you weren't uh, you weren't carried by some yeah, industry. I, 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 was, I was literally Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome.
That is awesome. You put it together. There's just if you can give, give a little. You know, just give a lot. My my average vote donation size was uh, (laughs) (laughs) exactly sixty cents. Well, around that when that is hilarious. Well, I I think that you know that bodes well for your your basically your appeal. It's very wide. Wonder, uh, Rand. this would be a sad number to look at, but how much did Phantomite absorb from the Pappy placings that... Um, Zero. None, so it never got to him. Okay. He, it no, has no. to be 11th place, or you have to get to the... the oh, to benefit from issue. it, right, right. Yeah, he was knocked out before Vili and Progod got elected, so none of them actually filtered down to him at that point. Basically, just assume every vote that would have went that went to Arcea through the Pappy tickets, this time would have went to Phantomite first. Mm-hmm. Had he been there in the round of eleven instead? Uh, RCA, your your candidacy is my favorite uh, story of this whole thing, because I didn't realize how how it was all small votes until just now. Yeah, people don't don't un, they underestimate the small groups, but if you can organize them, it, it's tough to organize them. But if you can, it, they're people too, right? Their votes is one vote. Well, it's also funny to me that you're such a partisan player in your role playing in your, the team that you pick, Edencom, and also uh, the uh, Minimitar Militia. He's a very partisan player with wide appeal. I guess because even though like I fight people in games, I don't go on like r slash Eve and lie about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plus I think you, you mentioned that when, when, when uh, players, like role players that play Eve, when they fight, they're actually fi- they're actually it's more like they're dancing. They're in it together because the story is what's evolving. The story is what's important, not the bragging rights of who won. I mean, it's good to win. You feel good when you win. Um, but like, if you lose, you lose, and it's fine. Um, and if you lose a game, you shouldn't be mad at the person you lost to. You just need to be mad at yourself for not doing better. Very interesting run. Arcia almost there at 11th. That's uh, uh, much better than uh, Matterall candidacy, candidacy, for example. And uh, Suetonia got on, which is great. We did not see your support, uh, Suetonia, in, in the same way that people made us aware of it. Right, Ren? That's what you were saying earlier. Yeah, so I got reached out to by a lot of people saying, like, I couldn't see any obvious support for Suetonia as first-person ballots. As Vili says, first-person ballots are very important. I couldn't see any obvious support for it. But when we did our show um, midweek last week, I had a lot of people reach out going, no, Suetonia has a lot of first-person ballots, and it has proven to be true. Yeah, I I definitely didn't think Suetonia's support at the first ballot was that as strong as it uh, showed up. But uh, obviously, a combination of Volta and the wormhole tickets really really played a big part in it. That's the, good. So I think Suetonia is a value-added guy. The leader of Volta actually picked exactly how many votes Suetonia was going to get in the first round to, like, within 20. Yeah, I thought I would get, like, uh, like around 1,000, and it seems that was about right. That was just enough, wasn't it? Star Commander, I think his name was, he said you're going to get about 10,050. Well, uh, 1,050, probably. Yeah, yeah, I know 1,050 1, exactly at the start. I mean, it, it wasn't actually as good as I did in CSM 12 and CSM 13. I actually had uh, the third most votes in CSM 12. I had like 1.8k to begin with, and then I think in CSM 13 I had like 1.4k. That's so it. it's not as high as it was, but it, it, it was good enough, I guess, with all of the transfers that 
kept coming in. That's incredible that it must also be small donor kind of votes, considering there's no, you don't have a massive constituency that, that we know of, unless you have your, a strong viewer base, but not all streamers do. So his biggest voting block was 107, which was WeForm Volta's ticket. But again, that's just, there's only five candidates in that ticket. So I think you'll find if we go further down, a lot of people would have put a sixth, seventh, eighth candidate and wouldn't have filtered together counted together yeah but i i think suetonia remained competitive uh for a long time i mean yeah i mean i was always pretty high up and then uh, as soon as uh, phantomite got eliminated and then sidu uh, got eliminated i inherited all of the dread bomb uh wrecking crew votes oh okay that's uh, and good. that's that's really what like that's when i like really pushed up to the front because the uh the the wrecking crew ballot was about like if you look at them it's about 200 if you look at the two biggest ones and I was ranked fourth on their ballots. I was ranked third on uh, Dread Bombs one and fourth on the Wrecking Crew one. And when Phantomite and Sidu got eliminated, that's when the, the transfers happened. Well, congratulations again, Arcea. Good run. Vili, congratulations. Uh, Spod and uh, Rich, good job. Teddy was here earlier. Good job with him too. Everybody placed really well. Uh, I could have been better. <laughs> You did anyway, great. I was just popping in to say hi. Um, congratulations to those who won, Suetonia Billy. Um, everybody else, uh, have a good one. Thanks, Arcia. All right, and thanks, um, Ren, for putting all this together for us and uh, showing us around some of the numbers in uh, Spod 2. Thanks for helping with that calculations. Don't forget to thank Suetonia for making the spreadsheet. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Suetonia's spreadsheet we were looking at. Thanks for doing that and color coding it as well. Appreciate that. So congratulations to everybody who won this year at CSM. Uh, you're welcome to Targaryen Station's uh, color and uh, designation at the beginning of your name. Um, we will be seeing you around, uh, but that's all that we have time for today. Oh, Brisk just came in. Brisk, congratulations. You want to have a, a, few, a few comments before we go? We we're just about to wrap up. I just wanted to say... Uh, thanks everybody was asking for me to come on. I thought I'd just come on and say hi. Thanks again for everybody that voted. I love the fact that turnout was so high this year. That's great. Uh, I definitely want to thank my initiative guys because I've never seen us turn out the vote like that before. It was pretty amazing to me, the the numbers we had. So thanks to all my brothers and sisters for that. That was great. And I look forward to working with Billy and Satoni and all the guys again uh, for the next year. All right. Uh, congratulations, guys, and um, stay tuned later on today. We'll we'll have a little bit of a wrap-up for CSM and uh, more news of the week all throughout uh, the week here at Talking In Stations. Thanks for hanging out with us. You can jump into our Discord and hang out with us even more after this broadcast. Also, one last thing, CCP did a great job uh, under ugly circumstances of a leak that came out, kind of gave away the story, but they still put on a great show. It's fun to watch even with the end already known. So appreciate it. Uh, Swift and Dopamine from the community team guys did a great job uh, throughout this whole thing. Also, one last thing. Uh, great job to the interviewers that interviewed CSM candidates to expose them to people so that people could learn about the candidates, uh, especially Ashtarathi, who did a ton of interviews one-on-one, -on -one, spent many hours um, giving people a platform in order to uh, reach an audience. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you next time on Talking in Stations.